Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch with me. WhatsApp and text lines are open 086 1800 658. Here's Loving kicking us off this morning. There's Loving, your superstar, kicking us off this Thursday morning. Sinead Brazel here with you. Till one and you know that song actually reminds me of Friday Floor Filler Fionn's Friday Floor Filler song which will be happening tomorrow uh, now I need to tell you something about that okay remind me towards the end of the show because Fionn's going to do something different with the floor filler tomorrow but I'll tell you a little bit about that later on I had an argument last night with my husband so what you might think but this was you know one of those unnecessary arguments you know and it just don't like having an unnecessary one and I'd say that we're not the only one uh, the only people around over this because um, it happens every time around this time of the year and as we argue over this you guessed it he wanted to put up the Christmas tree in November now come on I love Christmas as much as the next person. The lights, the carols, the food, the frantic rush around to buy presents. I embrace it all in December. Mr. Holiday Man in my house would have the Halloween decorations down and the Christmas tree up. So what was he doing? Well, he was talking about putting it up at the weekend in front of the six-year-old. Now, that was the first mistake. Come on now. Because, of course, six-year-old's eyes started to widen He was mid-jump in the air when I put the foot down. Number one, first of all, it's a busy weekend. I'm going to be working this weekend. I won't be in the headspace for Christmas at all. Number two, he is not in any (laughs) sense of the word going to do the decorating without me. Like I say, I love to embrace the Christmas in December. And finally, it's November. So the tree has absolutely no business being up yet. So perhaps you might help me settle the argument. When is it acceptable to put your Christmas tree up? Now look it, 
I'm going to have some people on already saying, look, it's up already. Some people will go, Sinead, I'll have it up for the toy show. And I kind of I see the vibe there where you're going for that. But there could be some of you that are traditional that might even wait until like the 8th of December. So I'm wondering, when is it acceptable to put the tree up? Now, you know, I'm thinking by the time the 25th rolls around, you're going to be sick of the decorations if you have it up already. But I need your help this morning. I need your help to settle an argument. When is it acceptable to put up the Christmas tree? 086 1800 658. Adele. Hello. On LMFM's 11 to 1. She, as long as all the mega stars like Harry Styles and Beyonce are leading the Grammy nominations. Yeah, they've each earned a nod for Song of the Year, Record of the Year and Album of the Year. Um, Adele, uh, this uh, her single Easy On Me, that's nominated for Best Pop Solo Performance as well at the Grammys. So the Grammys had their live stream event just announcing the nominees there earlier this week. And uh, she's there. She's got, oh, listen, no doubt about it. She's going to sweep the boards again. We're <laughs> to some of your messages about the Christmas tree very, very shortly. Plus, I have the perfect duo together in a song coming your way after these 11 to 1 with good few people getting in touch on 086 1800 658 about my Christmas tree dilemma I feel November is far too early Derek my husband has other ideas we want your views is your tree up uh, are you sort of one of these people who takes down the Halloween decorations and puts the Christmas ones up? Or are you waiting for the toy show, which you know, I can see that? Or are you somebody that's very traditional and waits till kind of mid-December to put the tree up? 86 658 Now I promised you a great song with the perfect duo. Here they are, Elton John and Britney Spears. <laughs> There's Elton John, Britney Spears, Hold Me Closer on LMFM's 11 to 1. Do you know, I love when I read the WhatsApp coming in on 086-1800-658 because it reads like the messages from people are brilliant. But also, I love that you don't give me your real name. Like we have a line up here that could be like a lineup of suspects or something. <laughs> we have the graveyard caretaker, Flamin' Eamon. He always texts in as well with that name. Uh, we've got Santa's little helper. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's brilliant. I'm all for the aliases on 86 658 Now I'm asking you, we had a little argument at home last night about the Christmas tree. I don't think it has any business being up at this time of the year. And I'm asking you, what is your views on this? Graham and Drahada. He says, my wife wanted the tree up last weekend. She got her way. I had to put two trees up. Yes, that's right. Two trees. Oh, look at I think you're going to be sick of looking at that. I really do. Uh, Mark says, Sinead, I'm with you. The wife wanted me to get all the decorations down from the attic last week. Not a hope. And she also doesn't know that I've hidden the pole, the thing to open the styra. <laughs> She's not getting up there. No, no, not when he's gone. Mark, that's thinking. Uh, the graveyard caretaker, love it, says, uh, Sinead, the Christmas tree should only be up for the 12 days of Christmas. And you know what? Somebody else on uh, text has said that. They said the 8th of December and then down the 6th of January, right? Uh, This one says, this is from John, Sinead, deep breaths, okay. And Xanax. Well, I don't have any Xanax and no wine. A cup of tea. Okay, well, I don't have tea either, but I do have the cup of coffee. Take a gulp. Okay, taking a gulp. 
Lovely. Okay. I'm a little bit calmer. This person says, the 21st of December, that's when the tree goes up and then it comes down on the 8th of January. Try not to fight, says John. And now, John, that's the other end of the spectrum altogether. The 21st. I know. I'd be all for putting it up like the 1st of December, you know, or that first week. 21st. I don't know. Put the tree up now, says another, and turn the lights on on Christmas Eve. I know. Ah, come on now. So the lights are the main thing of it. You couldn't be... Ha- no, no. Come on now. I have to make sure the lights work as well. That's an... Oh, look. That's. I'm just thinking now, actually, as we're on this topic, I'm thinking, have I wrapped up the lights as well properly? Oh, nightmare. Keep them coming in. 86 658 Monday, Galway Girl on LMFM's 11 to 1. Mark has been back on the fella that's hidden the stick from the styra to say, I feel jealous. I don't have an alias name. Well, <laughs> look, and some of these names are great. Do you know what I mean? Like Flame and Eamon. That's, that's a great one. Uh, Graveyard Caretaker. That's a great one. Santa's Little Helper. Great one. You know, you got to go with something that speaks to you, Mark. That's all I can say. And like, you know, just the next time you message in, just give me that alias and not Mark. Okay, I'm all for it. 086-1800-658. Now, nobody likes waiting in queues and you're always bound to find a queue when you visit your pharmacy and like you're only in there to pick up your prescription. Well, not anymore because a new click and collect locker service for pharmacies has been launched. Now, this is very much in the early stages of development, but the man that's behind this, you know, the parcel motel, uh, that guy, and also he has a fantastic uh, new company that he launched only last year uh, called Oopod as well. We're going to be chatting to John Toohey. He's the entrepreneur behind this just after these. 11 to 1. Nobody likes waiting in queues and you're always bound to find a queue when you visit your local pharmacy for your prescription. Well, not anymore as a new click and collect locker service for pharmacies has been launched. Now, this is in the very early stages of development. It's called Pharmacy Pickup and it's a joint venture between former chief executive of courier company Parcel Motel and founder of Oopod, John Toohey, and a Finnish pharmacy digitalisation company called Remo Medi. And I'm delighted to have entrepreneur John Toohey on the line with me now. How are you getting on, John? Hello, Sinead. It's great to be on. Thanks. And uh, uh, great to be on LMFM again, one of my favourite stations. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to have you back with us now. Uh, you know, you're one of these people who we need in our lives, John. You know, you're always coming up with ways of making life easier from Parcel Motel to Oopod, now Pharmacy Pickup. Are you like just one of those people that's like, how can I make life easier? Um, I think I think at the moment what, what I'm kind of focused on is the whole area of self-service. Um, if you think about a cash ATMs, say bank ATMs, they were first brought into service in London in the late 60s and the first came, first one came to Ireland in, in 1980. And, and I just sort of I fixated a little bit on the whole area of what we call self-service. So, I mean, I can remember as a kid when you pulled into a petrol station and there was a guy there that put the petrol yes, in the car and no, nobody even considers that now so when you go you wouldn't you wouldn't consider going to queue up in a bank to get cash you wouldn't consider waiting around at a petrol station for someone to put the petrol in your car so to try and take those, that thinking into other areas of life and Upod our parcel locker business is the same thing that you know that you were, were automating and making it more self-service the, the, the act or the transaction of, of receiving a parcel or sending a parcel to that you know, it's a it's 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 a standardised thing, and as we were thinking about that, and we were speaking to pharmacies, 
um, and retailers about you know using our UPod uh, self service lockers in. Um, we we noticed that the um, the whole queuing and self service thing wasn't well served in the area of um, prescription um, repeat prescription pickup. Yeah. So that's what brought us to the thinking. And then we looked, we researched another market around Europe and we found Remamedi had, uh, are doing quite well with this in, in the Nordics where they have uh, hundreds of uh, pharmacies now using this uh, self-service pharmacy pickup service. And we thought it would really work really well in Ireland. Now we appreciate that pharmacies and obviously healthcare and medicines is, is a very regulated area. Yes, and, of course. You know, we really careful and we have to have a product that ticks all the boxes in terms of safety and well-being and but really what we're trying to do here is is bring is free up time for the pharmacists because I mean our pharmacists are so well trained and um, so that they can spend more time with patients and more value added service like you know giving vaccines or mm-hmm. giving advice on minor ailments and so on so so really for the pharmacists what we want to do is create automate uh, a low value add repetitive process that's labour intensive so that they can free up highly trained people um, to do what they're trying to do, which is deal with patients and um, and add more value that way. Yeah, it's a great idea because, you know, nine times out of ten, you are, you're standing there in your queue and your pharmacist going, I just need my prescription. And then there's a couple of people ahead of you uh, telling the pharmacist their life story, which I totally understand that can happen, you know. And this is, this is a genius idea. So as we mentioned at the start there, this is early stages. You're kind of putting it out there that it's sort of launched. So uh, tell me, how will it work once it is kind of available in pharmacy? Yeah, well, it'll be it'll be very much like how our parcel locker service works. Um, your your listeners there in the border area would be very familiar with our parcel lockers in Jonesborough, yes, hills um, along the border there, where they're ordering, they're doing their cross border shopping, ordering delivery to our UPod lockers, and then when they when the parcel arrives at the locker, they get a text uh, to say, you know, it's here at the locker, come and pick it up. So it's working very much the same way when your when your prescription is ready at the pharmacy, uh, you get a text that uh, it's, it's there and you'd just come in and uh, you'd come into the pharmacy, you wouldn't, the parcel locker wouldn't be outside, you'd be on the premises and then you would uh, just come in and go to the locker to pick up your your prescription, particularly if it's a repeat prescription rather than getting a queue. And that's that's really how it works, very simple. Once the order is ready, you get a text, you come in with a pin, uh, you know, you get a text with a unique pin. Oh, very you good. Just key that, key that in or, or scan a QR code and the little door pops open and you get your prescription, you know. It's a fantastic idea. And, you know, we were talking about uh, Upod as well, which, you know, is a relatively, you know, new uh, uh, company for you as well. And I heard a brilliant ad for this the other day <laughs> about, with the woman saying that she could leave keys for her lover. I mean, plumber inside in the... <laughs> inside in the locker. I mean, advertising like this goes a huge long way, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean the the, the 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 whole Upad brand is you know designed to be colourful and and you know sort of playful, um, just to get you know to create a sense of humour and to um, get people interested in what it's about. And the you know we're, well the message we were trying to get across with that piece of advertising is that the Upad lockers are can be used by anybody for anything. So one I can you know a, a private customer can log on. Uh, can log on and get a, their own subscription and they can use it for anything like like that example given in the ads where they can leave a set of keys or if it's a student and they need to leave their laptop somewhere for the day or you need to leave, store a bag for a day while you're walking around. Um, these are the app different, there's very different, app, there's various different applications and I'm sure there's ideas for this that we haven't even thought of yet. So it's not just about 
parcel delivery, there's many different ways that, that it can be used. completely open access system um, that once you register and have a subscription and put on a payment method, you can use it for anything you like, you know. It's fantastic. And how do you know when you're on to a great idea for a business, John? Because you've got a track record now in this. Um, I suppose uh, the, the best business ideas are you're, you're providing a service that people want or need and uh, try and keep it simple in terms of its execution and you make it, um, you know, attractive in terms of uh, the branding and make it easy, make it uh, accessible and easy to use. That, that's really the, the, there's no real secret other than make it easy to use, easy to access and, and it, and it, and it's uh, meet to meet to market need or want really. That's that's really and same like with my previous business, Paris Hotel, was very popular for that reason. It was very easy to use, very easy, easy to understand, and people really liked the idea of the convenience and the the uh, you know the. the no, I wouldn't say it was you know, solving the problem in their life. It just made life a little bit easier. Oh, it makes it so much easier. That's the key thing, as you say. And, you know, go as we mentioned, you know, this is this is something that uh, you're going to roll out, hopefully. Uh, I, I, I can imagine that pharmacists will jump on board with this once, as you say, it ticks all the boxes in terms of the regulations and everything else that they have to go through. Yeah, I mean, pharm- pharm- we've had a lot of interest in pharmacists in it, but obviously the key concern is that it's safe. Uh, safe to use and that the medicines are uh, safe and that we have a complete audit trail of you know and of you know record of temperatures and all this kind of stuff which is so important in a pharmacy business and so of course uh, while we're talking to pharmacists about the possible how to possibly deploy this type of technology um, their first concern would be that it, it complies with regulations yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll work you know you know we're we're not the the responsibility for compliance with regulations inside the four walls of a, of a pharmacy are, the, are, the, are first and foremost the pharmacist's responsibility not ours. So really it's our job to say, can we supply a piece of equipment to the pharmacist that helps them uh, run their business more efficiently and stay within the regulations that are in, in place. Well, I, I don't need to wish you luck, John. I know that this is going to go uh, great for you. You're on to a really great thing with this. Uh, I, I wish you every success going forward with it. Uh, but thank you so, so much for joining me today. Thanks, Sinead. Uh, always delighted to be on. And good luck to all your listeners. And uh, hopefully they're, they're, uh, they'll be uh, doing lots of Christmas shopping and uh, cross-border, using our UPOD cross-border services there that are near you there in your area there. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. It's it's a such it's such a handy service. It really is. John Tui there. He's uh, the founder, as I say, of Parcel Motel. He's got Upod now, and he's going to be hoping to roll out this similar technology in pharmacies. Watch this space, okay? It's as I say, it's a very much uh, early stages of development, but we wishing him every success with it. Eleven to one. Getting back to your messages very very shortly, and a monkey opens a boutique that's all coming up in the Northeast update after Toto there's Toto Africa on LMFM's 11 to 1 now it's time to go back in time and a monkey opens a boutique on this day in 1967 LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 774455. On this day in 1967, Davy Jones of the Monkeys opens a boutique. It was called Zilch in Greenwich Village in New York. And today 
is homemade bread day. There's nothing nicer than fresh homemade bread straight from the oven. It's even better if it's made for you by your mammy. Irish mammies are the only ones with the secret to making great homemade bread. So call yours up and ask her. Would she mind making you some? Because it's homemade bread day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Now, what happened there? That was a that was a glitch in the system. I meant to play Van the Man. Here he is. When it's not always raining. That's much better now. It's acceptable music playing for November. I think I know who's done it. The elves have been in the system. They heard me talking about trees and Christmas and they just had to make havoc. <laughs> in my computers here I'll be on to them I'll be on to them I tell you they're on Santa's naughty list that's for sure uh, News at 12 is approaching and after that you might recall last week we were talking about this it started on RTE2 the love experiment well there's somebody from Ashburn taking part in it we're going to meet him after 12 11 to 1 with Gil oh, the Yeshi. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel with you. That was Snow Patrol. Just say yes, kicking off our second hour. As we know, the stars love saying yes to coming to Ireland. And stars of Disenchanted are saying that they fell in love with our country and made friends forever while shooting the upcoming fairy tale blockbuster Disenchanted, which is out tomorrow. Uh, it's on streaming on Disney Plus, so there's no cinema for this, but um, it is going to be on Disney Plus tomorrow. And uh, Amy Adams and Maya Rudolph were on uh, Jimmy Kimmel during the week uh, promoting the movie obviously and chatting about Ireland and how much they loved their time here and how much they loved one of our favourite phrases here they are in action Did you yeah. learn the Irish uh, phrases and uh, Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I like what's the crack Yeah What's the crack Well see I always get it wrong and I have a friend from Ireland and I'm always like oh she has a good crack No and no She's like no she can't <laughs> No no It's not that <laughs> She does. She has a good crack. He's like, no. She says, no. It's she cra- it's C R A I C. It's, and it's Irish. It's like fun. It's like, what's the crack? Like, oh, yeah. whoa. So like, tell me what you did this week. Ah, oh, what's the crack? Like, what's going on? Oh, or like, or if somebody's f- fun. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm gonna say it wrong. You can say, oh, she's a good crack. But yeah, I don't think- <laughs> we still love you, Amy Adams. We still love you. And don't forget our local connection here because parts of the film were shot at Dundalk Railway Station, of course. So very excited to see what that's gonna look like. I've yet to purchase a Disney Plus prescription and Niall O'Brien has yet to give me the password to his Disney Plus. So, you know, I don't know when I'm going to get to see it, but no doubt he will be chatting about it tomorrow in Real Reviews. Anyway, time to see what else is happening in the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Louise. Elizabeth Allen Dick and Tim Allen star in a new series based on the Santa Claus movie from the 90s. The first two episodes are streaming now on Disney Plus and the stars both tell us about the link between the films and the series. It answers the questions that in the old Santa movies that people kind of started asking about and that you didn't really ever find out. So there's, you know, like 
uh, why weren't the elves mad when just a new Santa the elves, arrived? I show up at the North Pole and they're going, okay, you got to get these packages in here. And you're thinking, what did the other guy die? Did anybody care about what happened? I loved that part, actually. Well, it's... Because it was weird in the movie. So it's just like, really, well, he died. He's done. Really, like, yeah. Did, did he die? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Britain's media regulators revealed it received nearly 2,000 complaints about Matt Hancock entering the I'm a Celeb jungle. Ofcom says it got the reports about the show last Tuesday when it was confirmed the former health secretary would be one of the campmates. The majority of complaints objected to his presence on the show, while other viewers were concerned about his treatment by fellow contestants. Letitia Wright says she tries to do something meaningful with every role she takes on. In her latest film, Aisha, which is out in cinemas on Friday, she plays a refugee who's seeking asylum in Ireland. She says she selects her roles very carefully. I try to find projects and characters that will move you because... You know, cinema is very hard. Filmmaking is very hard. It's not an easy process. Um, so you want to make it fun and you want to make it impactful um, and you want your audience to feel something. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. And don't forget more Buzz with Eddie Caffrey a little bit later on on The Drive. Getting back to the present and here's Queen on LMFM's 11 to 1. There's Queen. Another one bites the dust. I wonder, is that the case for our next guest? Because he's on the lookout for love. Has he found it? Well, he's taken part in the Love Experiment. It's a dating show on RTE2, pairing singletons together in a very unique way. We're going to be finding out more about this just after these. 11 to 1. Could you fall in love with somebody after answering just 36 questions? It's The Love Experiment, a new dating show on RTE2 pairing singletons together in a unique way to see if they can make a connection. Episode 2 is on tonight and uh, this week a Mayo teacher, an Ashburn man who came to Ireland from Bosnia as a child, a New Zealander from a blended family and a self-confessed history geek undertake the 36 set questions designed to spark love. I'm delighted now to be joined on the line by Hasnan uh, Sisna he is from Ashburn. He's on the line with me now. How are you getting on, Hassan? How's it going, Smith? How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I hope I didn't absolutely annihilate your second name there now, did I? I won't take too much. <laughs> <laughs> we were practising it all morning, Hassan. Anyway, <laughs> this is such a unique idea for a show. Where did you hear about it and why did you decide to sign up to it? So, what actually happened was I live I'm living here with uh, one of my housemates and he... Um, he tagged me on a post on Instagram Ooh. and he was like oh just just apply for it like. and I was like oh I don't know if I want it but then I, the more I thought about it and I was like I don't really come across really well in text messages and uh, texting people on, on the online site so like I might as well just cover and whatever comes comes over and um, I just feel like I'm a lot better face to face Face to face than sort of the Tinders and exactly. that kind of thing. Yeah, I see yeah. you. So, would you kind of say that you'd be unlucky in love, or have you just yet to find the one, Hassan? I think I'm just yet to find the one. Okay, okay. So, what are you looking for now in a partner? So, what kind of qualities do they need to have? Um, I just like someone to be able to have to just have a normal conversation with them and be able to get on with them, have a bit of a laugh. Um, and attraction is definitely a must at the start, anyway. Yeah. And then go from there. So you have to so have I that spark. Be, you have to have a spark. Okay, you have to have the spark. So, so tell me about this experience now. I'd say this was a bit nerve-wracking, was it? 
Um, to be honest, it was very, very nerve-wracking at the start. Um, for the first, when I, because it's so, like you don't know anything about the person, you don't know what they look like or what they're like. And even when we got into the studio, it was all very secretive. You didn't see her, she didn't see me. And then once we got in, we got the mics on. Um, the first, I'd say, five, ten minutes, the two of us were all very nervous and didn't really know how to take each other. Yes. So it was a lot easier because you were actually given questions to ask. Okay. Yeah, because, so you know, it was so like a blind a date. Yeah, absolutely. It was like a blind date, except instead of fumbling for things to kind of come up with for conversation, you had these 36 them. questions. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay. So tell so me some of the questions. Very, um, some of the questions were like, um, you have to give three things you liked about the person. Um, some of them was, what is your perfect day? Um, what's your worst and best experience um, like throughout your whole life? Yeah. Stuff like that. It, was, it did get like a little bit deep. Okay. I'd imagine you would with the likes of those sort of questions. And, you know, and, and you know, talking about best and worst experiences of, of your life, Hassan, you have had an awful lot of challenges uh, in your own life. I mean, you, your arrival to Ireland was quite challenging. Tell us about that. So... Uh, back in '92 was the was the war, and we literally got kicked out of our houses. This is the Bosnian War, yeah. It's the Bosnian War, yeah. That was back in '92, and when we first were getting kicked out of the houses, my uncle used to be in an army in the um, what was it, the Croatian army? Oh, yeah. Was. Um, there were two different armies, and the soldiers came to our houses, and they were looking for my uncle because he was in the army, so they wanted to take him out, obviously. Um, but Nobody was talking, and they were talking to my auntie, and my auntie wasn't saying anything. So they put like a shotgun into her mouth. <gasps> yeah, so it was probably that, that was a uh, surreal experience. It was and and so you were there, witnessed all of this, and yeah. when, when this happened, your family took the decision then to to take you out of that situation and to and yeah. to come to Ireland. Yeah, well, we all had to leave, and um, we were all like gathered up into buses and brought to a different um, place in Bosnia. And then from there, we got brought to Austria, actually. Okay. So Austria uh, first and then here. And I mean, when we yeah. were talking earlier on, you know, I mean, uh, you know, obviously w- with a name like Hassan, you know, immediately yeah. I expected kind of, you know, a different person. And then you, <laughs> you're sounding more Irish than the Irish themselves. <laughs> this is home for you here. This is home for me because I was only eight years old. Wow. Over here. And it was funny because when I came over here first, um, I just thought everyone spoke the same language. And <laughs> I used to have massive fighting skills because I thought the kids were slagging me because I was trying to talk to them and they were talking to me a different language. Oh, God. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> wow. Okay, so it was a big, <laughs> big culture shock, big adjustment big to you. Shock for me. Yeah, yeah, massive. And then eventually I figured out this is actually a different country People speak different languages. Yeah. But because I hadn't known that and I've never left Bosnia, I didn't know anything else about any other countries, not like that. Okay, so that was your whole world. And of course, you yeah. know, for any child in that experience, you know, you're, where you're from is, is your whole world, absolutely. Exactly, yeah. And, yeah. and have you ever returned? Do you ever have any sort of, you know, I suppose you would still have a connection with, with your homeland, but what's your kind of relationship like with, with, your, with your homeland of Bosnia? Um, well, I still have family over in Bosnia. Okay. 
So the, the only time I've gone back twice. The first time I went back was when I was seventeen years old, and then I went back when I was nineteen or twenty-one, like that. Okay. Very so different, but then it was so different. Yeah. Like I, I even met some of my old friends, and when I met them, they were like they were married and had kids and everything like that. Okay. They were just moving on with life because they, they actually never left the country when the war was happening. Okay, so they had a very different experience and you very must have come back to that yeah. just total changed uh, man, absolutely. And, you know, getting back to this experiment then, when, when this came up, was that kind of an awkwardness there or was there was it okay? Did she sort of, was she interested in your background? Um, she was very interested in my, my background, actually. Um, she was very um, talkative. She listened um, to what I had and I think we had a lot of things in common as well. Very good. So you had this kind of, you, as you said, you know, you had this con- connection, this spark. So yeah. what, one of the other things, apart from this 38 questions was, you had to stare at each other for four minutes, which... Oh, that, that was... <laughs> so the first two minutes was so awkward. Like, you don't know where to look, but you're meant to just look straight into their eyes. And there was a bit of giggling and laughing and stuff like that. But then after two or three minutes, I started getting very comfortable in it. Wow. Because okay. I'm... A, I don't actually mind too much of a silence. I feel like if you can sit in silence with someone, you're quite comfortable with them. Oh yeah, I totally agree with you, Hassan. Yeah, you, like if you're not filling up the the, the space with mindless chatter, absolutely, exactly, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And you know, from my perspective as well as a radio presenter, we don't like silence sometimes. So I can't have silence. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, it depends. It depends. You know, sometimes yeah. you like to let the the penny drop with people. Uh, now I know you can't reveal too much, but can you give me any small clue as to is there any future there or what's what's going to happen do you reckon uh, you're best off just watching the show tonight. ah Hassan <laughs> I thought I'd catch you out there oh you're, you're RTE you're going to love you absolutely brilliant well listen yeah. I'm, I wish you every success you seem like such a lovely lovely guy you'd be a catch thank for any girl much, now Sinead. I tell you you really would and thank you so so much for joining me today and thanks very much for having me Sinead. thanks a million isn't he brilliant isn't he brilliant uh, this is on tonight by the way the love experiment it's on RTE 2 9.35 but if you can't wait for tonight, you can head over straight away right now to the RTE player and you can catch it there and see how Hassan got on. Did he find love? Check it out, RTE 2. 11 to 1. A cheering Lego house. He's building his Lego house. People are putting up the Christmas tree too early. This was my dilemma at the start of the show. I was asking your views about this. My husband wants to put it up. I'm saying it's November. It's crazy. What do you say? Claire says, Hi Sinead, my little boy always loves the tree up for the Late Late Toy Show, which is next weekend. So that's when I'll put it up next Thursday. This day week, Claire. Right, okay, look at, I don't know. The toy show, I think, kind of gets a free pass, doesn't it? Uh, somebody else. Sinead, it was always December when I put the tree up. Even when the children were small, they would put a few bits and pieces up, but the tree was still kind of December and still is because I'd be fed up looking at it. Absolutely. You really would be fed up looking at it. Oh, I've gotten an image here on 086-1800-658 from uh, Brianna Rice, which I can only say... (sighs) There's a huge Santa, like a huge Santa. He's dominating half the room there. There's a reindeer. There's a clatter of snowmen and Santas and gnomes and teddies and Christmas paraphernalia on the ground and the windowsill. And I can see bits hanging from the ceiling. This is probably only the half of it. 
Happiness Sinead. Love it. From the Rice family in Tainrath. I don't know. Like, in fairness, fair play to you. Like, it does look like Santa's Grotto and that's just one corner of that house. She says it's up since November 4th. I don't know. I know you need to kind of get your happiness when you, you can. And like, if this brings people happiness, fair enough. But I think I'd just be sick sight of, sorry of looking at it, you know? Anyway, there you go. Keep them coming in. 086-1800-658. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Time for the jobs. Uh, Kula Well Cleaning. They are looking for somebody to join their team in a busy laundrette in Drogheda. Send your CV references uh, to Kula. So it's C-O-O-L-A-G-H Well Cleaning at Outlook.ie. Then you have LHK Kelleher Insurance Drogheda requires a personal lines account executive. Please apply to careers at lhkgroup.ie. The Workshop Cafe Boyne Business Park Drogheda requires full and part-time flexible staff. Please apply to 21theworkshop at gmail.com. And Uniblock requires a customer services slash sales support and credit control person. Send your CV to B Hassett. That's H-A-S-S-E-T-T at uniblock.ie. And don't forget, all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. There's Dermot Kennedy on LMFM's 11 to 1. You're not going to believe this. We're just after speaking to Hassan about his experience on the love experiment on RT2 tonight, 9.35. The plot thickens with this story. I'm going to tell you what's after happening just after these. 11 to 1. So we were talking to Hassan earlier on about the love experiment on RTE2 and he was giving nothing away about what happened. I've just had a message on 86 658 Sarah here, who was on the show with Hassan. He did a great job there in the interview. Enjoy the episode tonight, guys. Sarah's after getting in touch with us, the girl that was paired up with Hassan. Now, she's also given nothing away, but the fact that she's messaged in gives me hope about these two. I'm loving this. Thank you so much, Sarah, for reaching out and getting in touch with us. Definitely so eager to watch this now. Uh, It's on tonight, as I say, RTE2. Now, talking about more television, because that's what we do on a Thursday here. Uh, It's getting uh, to my top uh, TV picks of uh, the week for you. And uh, of course, it's going to be no surprise what's number one. No surprise. Look at whatever your views on it. Whether you're an avid fan or not, I'm a celeb, it's dominating headlines and it's proven to be great TV. We've had accusations that Matt is being bullied now online. Oh, come on, people. And last night, Boy George had to face the music over his past. Did you miss that moment? Here's a little uh, taster of it. Scarlett basically challenged him on his arrest or she was asking, inquiring him uh, with him about the story. Here it is. Who are you, Bijin? Some guy in handcuffs and a radiator. That's not true. Oh, I don't know what no. the story. I just heard radiator That's handcuffs. No radiators. Oh, just handcuffs. <laughs> the handcuffs are true, but the radiator bit wasn't true. The radiator was added the up. Thanks for bringing it up. Sorry, because I was just like, no, because it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if that was like a fake story. You know, sometimes these things are like, they go into the ether and people keep saying them and they become folklore. Scarlett blatantly talked about my court case. I thought it was inappropriate what she did. Actually, I thought she shouldn't have said what she said to me. 
And uh, I thought I handled it really well because it's a real, it's a very big sore point for me when people say things like that. There you go. That was just a taster of it there. I'm a Celebrity continues tonight. Virgin Media 1 at 9pm. And I can say that apparently Matt, uh, Max, Matt's girlfriend or the girl that was in the video with of the tryst that's caused such uh, a furore has been spotted in Australia. Will he be the first to leave the camp? I don't know. That's all uh, you know happening in the next couple of days. But it continues tonight. Virgin Media 1 at 9pm. Now, uh, also tonight on Virgin Media 2, though, this time, Brand new drama series. It's called More Than This. It explores the unique challenges teens face today. It's uh, the authentic story of five 17-year-old students and their teachers, uh, their teacher, sorry, whose diverse worlds collide when they meet in an English class. So it's a six-part series and it kind of comes, you know, all the different challenges they face, age, social, family and school pressures, bullying, body image, all that kind of thing. And throughout the uh, first episode, you meet the five characters and learn Charlotte and Leon seem to have a history while Zali welcomes Sean, shy non-binary student Jamie into the crowd uh, so it's on more, more than this it's every Thursday at 10pm at Virgin Media 2 but you can get uh, the whole lot on Virgin Media Player uh, after the first episode airs and of course I have to mention this this week um on Friday at uh, the Late Late Show as we know 9.35 and this Friday night's edition is going to pay tribute to fearless campaigner Vicky Phelan as her fight uh, continues after her death. Uh, the stunning will brew up a storm as they remember Vicky in a special musical performance as well. Also they'll have a uh, 13 year old Dubliner Alicia Weir. She is uh, talking about how she swapped the toy show stage for the lead role in Matilda the musical opposite Emma Thompson and of course with the controversial Qatar World Cup kicking off on Sunday for former Ireland international Eamon Dunphy is going to tell Ryan Turbody why he feels deeply uncomfortable about the upcoming tournament as well as that Hollywood icon Jane Seymour is going to join Ryan in the studio as well and she's going to talk about her love of Ireland and also what to expect from season two of the dramedy Harry Wilde so they are my TV recommendations Speak to this Addicted to You on LMFM's 11 to 1 I did say that I would return to talking about Fionn's Friday floor filler towards the end of the show. Well, apparently he's gone rogue. He's gone rogue. He's doing a different floor filler on tomorrow's show, okay? All is going to be revealed on our Instagram later on this evening, okay? So you can check that out. Um, I don't know. I don't know what he's up to. But look at known Fionn, it'll be great. That's happening tomorrow. That's our lot for today. Thank you so much for your company as always. I'll leave you with wet, wet, wet. Have a great Thursday. Chat to you tomorrow. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.